0: Well, today's program can best be described as a little bit of this and a little bit of that. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. So over the last couple of days, I've been reading a number of different news stories to give you an idea of how my, my time is going while we're down here in Florida. I get up early in the morning and I do a lot of reading. It takes a lot of reading and studying and prepping to do a radio program like this. Sometimes I feel more prepared than other days. Other days I feel like I miss something. Well, today I'm, I'm thinking about just sharing some random thoughts on a number of different topics. Just short bits that may help you. Now, tomorrow, Thursday, is Thanksgiving Day in the United States. And our program will come to you from our home in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Today's program is originating in Okeechobee, Florida, where I've spent the last few days working on a shortwave radio project. We'll talk about that maybe toward the end of the program today or later this week. As I said, I've been thinking about a, a number of different topics, and I started out this morning, I happened to think reading something about global warming, climate change, the existential threat of our age and everything we need to do, and I look at what our government's actually doing in response to energy shortages and shortages everywhere, and it seems everything is consistent in what they do to make the problem worse. Matter of fact, when it comes to building electric cars, we hear they would like to source the special metals needed, the rare metals, from foreign countries and shut down our mines. It's like they want to shut down the entire oil and gas industry. My question is, why? We were told decades ago we're running out of oil, and then we found out we weren't. So what's this enormous rush? I remembered something of all places from my childhood. One of those little science lessons learned from a TV program called Star Trek. Now, before you laugh, think about this. How many times... Did you hear them talk about, in the 1960s version of Star Trek, a carbon-based planet? A carbon-based life form? Well, that's actually true. We are carbon-based in this world of ours. Yet to hear the news media talk about carbon, it's an evil and deadly and horrible thing. And yet it's the essence of our life on this planet. We are truly carbon-based. Well, what about CO2, Bob? Isn't that a terrible thing? Aren't those levels going up? They might. But we know one thing from history, if we're intellectually honest, and we go back many, many years. There was a time that the CO2 levels were no doubt greater on the Earth then than they are today. What is the negative side effect of having additional carbon dioxide in the air. Well, the plants grow bigger and better, and then they produce more oxygen for you and I and other animal life to breathe. There's a natural rhythm to this planet given by its creator. I've always believed in this earth being a living planet, a tribute to a living God. And I think us trying to pretend that we have control over the environment when we have control over so little is arrogance, to say the least. The entire climate change mantra has been used to control how you and I are allowed to travel, the kind of cars we're allowed to own. In many parts of the world, the prices make it difficult for people to have the freedom to travel all in the name of saving the planet by these clowns from government that fly around in their private jets with their enormous carbon footprint, like the former Vice President Al Gore, who's not been in public office since the year 2001, when he left office as Vice President. For 20 years, he's been flying in his private jet for all these global warming conferences, a number of them that that got canceled because of snow in the past i always found that humorous having to delay or postpone a global warming conference because of of snow and ice and of course rather than admit they're wrong just change the name to climate change from global warming it was global warming from 1989 until recent years now it's called climate change it's just another way of telling you we do not want you to be free. We want to have some control over what you, what you do with your life, how you live your life. And let us billionaires and trillionaires in the banking world tell you how you're going to live your life as we get on our private yachts and jet around in our Gulf Streams from place to place as the elite that we believe we are. You're nothing but a cog in their big wheel, and frankly, they're beginning to think there are too many of us, which will bring me to my next topic. The global pandemic that we've been going through, that started in March of 2020, began with a number of assumptions that were placed in the media and became the talking points. Now, let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about. I was called out of retirement, and I, after a number of years of absence, went back into working in emergency management, primarily in public information and also in planning. When I was called in February of 2020 to help a large county in a different state, I was given some extremely scary numbers that had not even reached the press yet. We were told Millions, like three or four million people in the United States would die by that summer of 2020. Not 2021 or 2022. We're talking this would all be in the short term. The short term modeling said to expect 30 and 40 million infections in a brief amount of time. And a very huge number of people just dying. I can remember seeing some video that came out of China of somebody walking down the street and gasping for air, falling to the ground, and and seconds later, two guys in hazmat suits carry the body away. We were told that we're going to die rapidly if we are infected with this, this strange virus that somehow jumped from the bat population to the human population in China and now had gone worldwide. I can remember when I started my work, based on this information, we have something terrible on our hands. Something worse than the the Spanish flu of 1918. Something worse than bubonic plague. Something worse than anything we've ever seen in human history. And under those assumptions, I agreed to work. But in time, as I looked at the data that would come across my desk, I started challenging the narrative. I started thinking that maybe they got this wrong. Maybe there's a mistake here. Why are we doing all these things? Why am I preparing in a county of 300,000? Why am I preparing for 3,000 people to die in the next three months? Never happened. In spite of it, we did all the lockdowns, started wearing face masks, the social distancing, we started declaring these people essential, these people unessential, unessential people, you just stay home and starve. We'll get you $1,200 in the mail. That'll help you. It's all going to last a short time. Just, Just be patient for just two weeks. The hardest part of 15 days to flatten the curve is the first two years if you hadn't figured it out. Here we are today. Here we were last year. Have we ever hit the kind of numbers in that county they predicted would die in a period of three months? Now that we're like 20 months later? Nowhere near it. Not even 10% of that number. But we still act as though it is that number. It is that deadly And we've made it deadlier than it need to be by the fact that we are not permitting in many states. I'm going to share this as a personal story. Very close friend of mine, I had him as a guest on this program about a month ago. He and I were talking about someone that I know of, never had met. Who's about my age, who came down with the coronavirus earlier this year. And he went to a hospital because he had a bit of shortness of breath, and the hospital said, go home and come back when it gets worse, or maybe you might get better. He was given nothing to treat what he had, which was COVID-19. Well, several days later, of course, he came back. His blood oxygen level had dropped critically low. He was having difficulty breathing. So they put him in a COVID ward, in a hospital, and how did they treat him? Not well. Proven therapeutics like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and other things that have proven themselves over and over again to work. They really do work. He was denied. Even when they tried to demand the hospital, the hospital said it's not our policy. We follow the CDC guidelines, which is basically let you die in the hospital over a long period of time on a ventilator. And maybe try that expensive uh, concoction that Dr. Fauci likes, remdesivir. Well, sadly, he died. Now, another friend of mine, same area, about the same time, also came down with COVID-19. He, too, started having the similar problems. But he knew of a doctor in his state, very good doctor, one of the best I know of, also an incredibly gifted surgeon. I know him personally. He was able to get him, quote, the forbidden therapeutics, like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and began to treat him accordingly. And in a matter of days, it was an, an immense turnaround. And within a week, he was functioning again as normal. The difference? The hospital went with the CDC death protocol, which guarantees, by the way, for a hospital to do it their way, do it the CDC way. There's a lot of money involved. I learned that last year. If it's COVID and they die and you treat this way, you get a certain amount of money. If you try to treat the other way, you may not get as much. So unfortunately, there's a financial incentive involved that's become very obvious. Now, my good friend that was properly treated is thriving today, was thriving within 10 days of contracting COVID, He's got natural immunity, so he has no plans on even experimenting with a vaccine. So what's that tell you? The politics of COVID. What is the real purpose of this disease on our planet? Now, I've listened to a lot of people. A lot of people write a lot of material that I read. Now, do I agree with everything that everybody says about all this stuff? As I said before, I spend a lot of my time in the morning reading a lot of publications, websites, newsletters, emails that come in. And I try desperately to find the truth. Now, there are some places I go to that I know when I read their material, there's going to be some gems of truth, but a lot of nonsense, a lot of sensational headlines to catch your attention. And for many of those kind of websites, they're looking for traffic to the website for the advertisements that they're selling. And so the more outlandish the headline that you may want to read and may believe, and the more you come back, the more people are going to be clicking on that site. I've read several that were talking back in June that by by the time we got to December, That a third of our population would be dead and gone because of the vaccine or the virus or both. In my heart, when I thought about it and read about it, I just never felt comfortable at all with what they were claiming. I didn't see the evidence to that degree. I did understand early on that these vaccines would never be what they were claimed to be. They would never give you that Make you, you know, COVID proof. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. Some people believe that the vaccine really is a program designed to kill off a large portion of the population on the earth. I tend to agree they may somewhat be right. But the speed they talk about, I've never fully comprehended how they could pull that off and not have such revolution on their hands from the remainder of the population. Do I believe that there are those in this world that would like to see a lower population soon? You bet I do. And I believe that because they themselves have said as much in their conferences, in their global meetings, in their own websites. They make it clear that we have to reduce the Earth's population or we're going to die of climate change. Because, see, it's human beings that they claim are driving climate change, which is the big existential threat that everybody in Washington, D.C. talks about today. The threat of global warming, climate change, and it's all our fault. If we just didn't have all these people using all these resources, burning all this fuel, using all this electricity, eating all our plants, and raising livestock for food, the world will be a better place in their in their minds. Because see, this earth to them is the only place. They have no thought of the afterlife. They have no thought of eternity. They only see this planet and they say they see you endangering their planet. They've claimed it for themselves. Right now we have something around eight billion people on the face of the earth. And projections are if things don't change, we'll have around 10 to 12 mil, uh, billion by the year 2050. And I'm like 96 years old. A lot of people believe these vaccinations will, in time, shorten the lives of many people. And as I, in my prayer life, say, Lord, what is going on? And I ask that question What is going on? Give me discernment by your Holy Spirit to understand what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing, and so I just don't jump off on some headline. Here are some of the things we already do know. We know that with women, it can affect their ability to reproduce. They don't talk about that much, but it is having an impact. Some women are putting off having children because of the virus being out there, number one. And we're finding out that uh, these vaccines may impair down the road the ability for reproduction. We also are beginning to learn that these vaccines can cause other health issues, which then raises the question to me, why are we in such a rush to vaccinate little children 5 to 11 years of age? What good is it going to do? It's an experiment. We don't even have a long-term study, but everybody, I remember reading on Facebook somewhere, somebody showed me where this woman is bragging. She just had her little children vaccinated and she's so proud of herself that my children are now vaccinated. They're thoroughly protected against COVID-19. No, they are not. They were protected just quite well before the vaccine. Because look over the cases of coronavirus among children in the 5 to 11-year-old age bracket. Very few get it. Very few have any real major symptoms, and they they recover quite rapidly, and then they're immune to it moving forward. They have a built-in immunity. We also know, contrary to what the teachers' unions say, Children are not the carriers of COVID-19. They're actually very inefficient spreaders. And the face mask nonsense doesn't do anything. I looked over some studies. One guy pointed out and shared with me, someone that I know and trust, has put together 37 different studies that show that a face mask will not work to stop the spread of a virus. So what do they want to do in some county in California? make you wear your face mask at home indoors. If anybody comes to your house, everybody's got a mask up. And I'm waiting for them to say you got to mask up, period, indoors, even with your own husband and wife and children. So we don't spread the virus, don't you understand? Right now... Roughly 4 billion of the 8 billion population of this world has been vaccinated. Either with the uh, Pfizer, BioNTech, or BioNTech, uh, either with AstraZeneca, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, there are a couple of others out there worldwide. Almost half the population has been vaccinated. Now, what what are we seeing now? They don't like to talk about this. They try to pretend it's a normal thing. But a lot of uh, soccer players, they call it football in Europe and in South America, an abnormally high number of these very healthy athletes are suddenly having major heart issues and even dying. This has never happened before. What's the one thing they have in common? All of these that are having these heart troubles... And health issues are fully vaccinated. I have felt since this past summer, and I'm more convinced today than I was back in June and July. That these vaccines are not going to just wipe out the population in a rapid manner. Oh, for some it may. Had a close friend who I tried to talk out of taking the Moderna vaccine. He decided to take it anyway, and two weeks after his last shot or two and a half weeks later, he developed heart issues and died. And he had just seen his cardiologist three months before with a clean bill of health. I'm convinced to this day that what happened to him is what has happened to many people following the vaccine. And most of these numbers never make it to the vaccine adverse reporting system Well, you know, it's been three weeks. It it could be anything. Even those that die within a day or two of the vaccine, they try to pretend it didn't happen. But the numbers are adding up from the vaccine itself. This is my belief. And this belief comes from all that I've read and trying to discern from reputable doctors, people that are not ready to jump in and and throw out these huge, scary numbers, what they're beginning to, there's kind of a understanding among these doctors. The long-term effects of these vaccines is unknown, but we're beginning to see the veil lifted. We're beginning to see behind the curtain that there could be some adverse effects on many, many people. It may not be in the first two weeks, two months, or even the first year. And I think those that get the booster shots are putting themselves in even greater risk. If your body survived the first and you're recovering, why do you want to plague the body again? And I've been trying to read and discern to make this understandable to you in layman's language. The one thing that many doctors have been afraid of, and people that work, like Dr. Malone, who helped develop the mRNA technology. He is concerned about how this can impact the immune system over time, especially if we start adding the booster shots, and more booster shots, and more booster shots. We started with being told back in December and January, get your two shots and you're good. You're, you're ready to just live your life as normal again, come out from your quarantine, take off your face mask and live. Well, the vaccines are not working as advertised. More people have died in 2021 than died in 2020 of COVID-19. Assuming all those deaths are legitimate COVID, I question many. The county I worked for tried to challenge many. People that are 87, COPD, three-pack-a-day smoker, alcoholic, been in the hospital four times in the last seven months. He died of COVID. Really. Many doctors thought he wouldn't live, period, with or without COVID coming along at his age and his bad health. So we have, this is one of the things that is bothering me is, you know, there's a lot of news out there, and what can trip us up is when these purveyors of gloom and doom on a massive scale end up being wrong, then all of people like me are then saying, Well, see, we told you it wasn't going to be that bad. Well, I never said it was going to be that bad. I said it will be bad over time. We still have plenty of years to find out the long term effect of these vaccines. I can't tell you with any certainty how it'll play out, but my heart tells me, and this is my opinion, take it for what it's worth, based on everything that I read from people that have been consistently right over the past 18 months. The consensus is, let's say that under normal circumstances, you would have lived to be 85. Well, you may die at 77, or 78. If your body would have taken you like my grandparents to their mid to late 90s, you would never have gotten to your 90s. Many people believe what these vaccines will ultimately do to many people, especially with the boosters, and then more boosters, and more boosters if we keep up this cycle of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting this time a different result. The immune system Will be damaged. And then other diseases will come along, and you will not have the ability to properly fight that same disease that you may have had had you not had the vaccine. And that is one of the things that is becoming, to me, increasingly obvious. Do I believe that two thirds of the United States population will be gone in just a matter of years, like by 2025? Like Deagle.com once said, I don't know. In one way, it wouldn't surprise me if that happened. On the other hand, I doubt it will be that high. But I think by the time we get into the end of next year, the numbers are going to be increasingly obvious to many. And here's something else. Another random thought. Here's something else I want you to consider. Anytime anybody takes this vaccine anywhere in the world, I don't care if it's the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, United Kingdom, Germany, Switzerland, France, Ireland, Israel, name your country where they're pushing and pushing and pushing. I'm listening today as I'm driving to where I can record this program and all these advertisements now available A child, you know, uh, proper dose for the COVID-19 vaccine from Pfizer. Get your child vaccinated today. My children and my grandchildren are not going to be vaccinated. I'm telling you right now, they're not doing it. None of them. They know better. Their instincts are saying, wait, let's be sure. When you have 4 billion people vaccinated and all of their life expectancy begins to be cut short or with boosters over time, suddenly a unrelated disease comes along and kills them. Nobody's shocked, except the numbers will tell the tale that more people have died than normally would. We're beginning to see some of that number now beginning to show up. I'm going to share that story. Right after we take this break. Now, by the way, I want to thank all of you that have been emailing me, letting me know what station you listen to and how you hear the program. It is very illuminating for me. This is information that I can use in planning the times when they're available to put the program on shortwave. I am very surprised how many people are still listening on shortwave. And if anything, that number seems to be growing. Now, I know at this time of the year, a lot of people are having issues with some of the frequencies, like 9395, because it's getting dark. Now, they used to be able to hear it where they live, maybe in Virginia, maybe in Georgia, Tennessee, and it gets noisy before the program ends, and it, you can't even hear it. It's because of the change into nighttime, and it does change the characteristics of that frequency, For those, you may want to try during the winter months listening on 5950 one hour earlier on 5950 kilohertz. The program airs in its entirety from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. It also airs on 5950 four nights a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday on 5950. I wish I could get Wednesday night, but I can't right now. And we hope to add another frequency or two down the road. So that's in the planning stage. But letting me know what station you listen to, the time of day you listen is very helpful to me as I plan what we're going to do when we get to the end of this year and this project we're putting together begins to come into being. So I hope that you'll let me know how you're listening. And if by podcast, great. If on KVOH out of Los Angeles on 9975, let me know that too. Also, if you're listening in Delta, Utah at AM 540, let me know that too. Just drop me an email. I'm not asking you to send money. This is not a ploy to get you to send me money. I just, I just need to know. If God lays it upon your heart to help this program, wonderful. If not, that's great too. But take a moment if you can send me an email to Bob at truth, the number two, ponder.com. Bob at truth, the number two, ponder.com. If you would do that and just say, Hey, Bob, I listen to you, uh, you know, 5 p.m. local time, my time here in in Alabama. And I listen on this frequency. It would be a great help to me as we plan the year 2022. Now, if you can help us financially, you can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And mail it to Truth2Ponder5753. Highway 85 North, number 3248, that's 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, in Crestview, Florida, 32536, that's Crestview, Florida, 32536. Now when I come back, I've got two or three more interesting stories you may have not heard. Then a few closing comments on some of the other news that's been occurring, particularly here in the United States. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman The
1: Waters of Banyas. Coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to really love and you'll be blessed. And Matthew 16, Peter says, You are the son of the living God to Messiah. He says, Who do you say I am? He says, The son of the living God. You have, in other words, you've come from God, you are, pre- you proceeded from the living God. Now, it's a radical statement, but there's something also in it where this was said. This was said in Caesarea Philippi, which is called Banias. Now, that's a mountainous place, and there's something very significant. You see, that's where the... Water is pouring out from that mountain. It's coming down. That's where the Jordan River begins. The Jordan River begins, and that's what's happening around them as they're saying this. You are the son of the living God. Basically, you've come from God. The word Jordan, that river that begins right there, is called the Yarden in Hebrew, which comes from a word that means to descend. It means the descender. It comes down, it goes down, it goes down the mountains, down the thing, down and finally into the Dead Sea. What a picture, because that's an incredible picture of Messiah. He is the descender. He's the one who came from heaven and poured himself out and descended to death, descended to humiliation, descended to all these things because of you. Who is Messiah? He is the one who has come down. He will come to you no matter what you're stuck in, no matter how deep the pit, he will come, no matter how low he'll come, just turn to him. His love comes like a river of mercy, rivers of peace, rivers of his presence come down to where you are. He's the son of the living God who comes down to your life from the heights to the deepest pit of your heart want more ask for the mystery of the waters of zion the waters of zion now the free gift for you from the sands of judea the awesome awesome mystery the temple doors now revealed you'll love it and sapphire is guaranteed to bless your socks off how do you get these gifts absolutely free easy just remember jesus's real hebrew name yeshua and you dial it that's it so just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1 you'll be blessed with those gifts but call now that's 1-800-YESHUA-1 and I invite you to minister with me, together bringing salvation to God's ancient people, Israel, and to the unreached peoples of all nations, with over one billion people. How? Just call one eight hundred Yeshua one. You'll have a great part in the end time harvest. That's Y E S H U A one. Or write me direct at the Nice Jewish Boy Box one 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 one, Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a Nice Jewish Boy Box one 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 one, Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time. This is Jonathan Khan saying, he's with you if you open your heart. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah. Ben Elohim, the son of the living God.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder and I'm your host Bob Beerman. Well, I want to get back to a few stories that I have in front of me and and just some thoughts. Ran into a story from one of my places I subscribe to and it talks about Israel in terms of the COVID vaccine. Now, there are a number of countries in in the world that are extremely Highly vaccinated countries. They have really done the lockdown, the threats, they've just turned on their own people, forcing them to take these vaccines. And I was trying to remember at the beginning in the last segment whenever you take the vaccine, you sign your rights away to ever sue. Yet they want to say it's voluntary. Yes, we're volunteering to take the vaccine because, see, if we don't volunteer, we might lose our jobs, we might lose our incomes. We might lose our ability to travel or go places or do things. So we're, quote, volunteering. It's not volunteering. It's a bunch of baloney. That's not volunteering. That's being coerced with a gun to your head to obey or else. We see it here in the United States, depending upon which state you live. If you live in California, you've got idiot counties, like I mentioned before, talking in terms of putting on your face diaper at home, Good Lord, how much shaming and how much fear are they going to put into you over a virus with a 99-point-something survival rate for those that get sick? And those that generally, sadly, and I'm not saying we need we shouldn't be aware of this, are mostly elderly and most have many co-problems, heart disease, diabetes, diabetes. Being morbidly obese, just to name a few. Heart conditions, cancer, a lot of things will kill people. Israel seems to be in a bit of a, a quandary right now. And, and for the first time, they're beginning to, to acknowledge it on Israeli TV. A professor asked if he had a clear position on boosters. And he replies, it's not anywhere found in Pfizer's clinical dossier. In other words, in all the clinical st- uh, trials out of Pfizer, they never predicted they were going to need a booster, but somehow now we do. It really didn't work as we promised. We we didn't tell you everything. Of course, we were rushing this thing to market, and we're loving doubling our profits or more in one year. Don't take our gravy train away now. You can't do that. We love this idea of vaccinating everybody Infants to adults and to old people, twice a year maybe. How many billions of dollars will go into Pfizer's profit portfolio? The people that developed the company called Moderna, they were in financial trouble in 2019. Ten years of promises almost of these miracle things they were going to give to the world in no time. Invest your money in Moderna. And everything they were developing was a flop. But somehow, in Operation Warp Speed, there they are with this great, great vaccine, and it's going to save humanity, and we're all going to live forever. Get your two jabs today and in three weeks. How many billionaires now work for Moderna that were on the verge of losing everything? Follow the money. Israel now is recognizing something. There's probably no scientific rationale for a third dose or to continue any kind of mass vaccination on the population. Now, whether the Israeli government will listen to the reason remains to be seen. The one thing we do know from the press secretary for the Israeli prime minister, here's a fact. Vaccinated people are now dying and going to the hospital very sick. Well, we were told this would not happen. We were told you get the vaccine and, you know, we'll be fine. And all those, you know, people not taking the vaccine, the anti-vaxxers, they're just going to die. Let them all die. I used to see people posting on Facebook, you know, I'm a nurse and I just got my vaccine. And I hope you anti-vaxxers who don't take it, I want to watch you die in a ventilator. I can't wait to watch you die. That's what our medical community is filled with today. People that are believers, that we can solve anything, that we have the power of God in our pharmaceutical hands. Remember, the word pharmacy comes from the word sorcery in the Bible. Begins to make you wonder at times. I have had this feeling. My late wife had a lot of health issues. This is like 20, 25 years ago. And she was constantly going to doctors and constantly on new prescriptions, and I never was on anything. I'm really not on anything of any value today myself. An occasional medication for some back pain from doing certain kind of work that I'm getting too old to do. But I'm a healthy individual. Now, vitamin D and supplements, that's not medicine. That's just common sense to replace what's been taken out of our food in a lot of our mass processing. I really believe that the natural foods, if we could grow our own and and not have to worry about the industrialized food complex, we'd also be better off. I've noticed that people that die of COVID-19, for example, are very low in vitamin D, C, and other valuable nutrients that most of us used to have. And then the insidity of saying, well, you got to stay indoors. Well, the sun helps you get vitamin D going. And you want to lock us up, put a face mask on us so we can't breathe correctly. Yeah, raise the CO2 in our bloodstream while lowering the oxygen and keeping us out of the sun. That's really going to be a healthy way to live and eat garbage food being delivered by Uber Eats. This is what our governments want for us. They don't want you to have freedom. They want you to be a perpetual slave. And there are those in high places in the United Nations, those in banking, those who think of themselves as the billionaire elite club. They know more than you. And they think there are too many of you and I out there. And so every day we're being bombarded Get the vaccine, get the vaccine, or we're going to have to lock down, lock down. Lockdowns never worked. They never will work. They never have worked. This is idiot science. This is junk science that has been heaped upon us for no apparent reason, except to see how far they can control us. I live in Florida, where we don't have all these mandates, and our case numbers are the lowest in the United States. Our death rate is the lowest in the United States. Our hospitalization rate is the lowest in the United States. Why? Because people are living more like God intended us to live than these reprobates in government are demanding us to live. They're Look, in Australia, northern Australia, they're going to put people that have come in close contact with somebody who may have COVID-19, who had tested positive, Well, there's so many positive, false positives out there. Hard to believe if any of them are really true. They want to put these people in detention camps. That's right. They want to put people that may have COVID in detention camps. I'm waiting for the good people of Australia to say enough is enough. They're already beginning to do it in Europe. They're already beginning to scream enough is enough. CNN doesn't like to report this, but there are massive crowds all across Europe saying we've had enough. Now you have governments afraid, so they want to restrict information, restrict your ability to travel, restrict your ability to get together, suppress your ability to complain. In Australia, for example, you complain on Facebook what the government's doing, the police will come knocking at your door. We're coming into a Hitler like world with COVID idiots, the mass COVIDians, trying to rip away your freedoms. And for what? A virus with a 99.9 something percent cure rate, survivability rate. If you're under 50, your danger is so minuscule. If you're treated under 70 or even under 80 correctly, You survive. But see, they suppress the things that work because if they have to admit that anything works, then every vaccine out there will disappear. Why? Because they're under emergency use authorization. The only approved, fraudulently approved vaccine is the one from BioNTech in Germany, the partner of Pfizer, Kermitity. And nobody can get it. You're still getting the emergency use authorization. That's where the fight is. Because the second they lose that status, the second they lose that status because there is an appropriate treatment that works, then all the vaccines come to a crashing end. And whatever this globalist plan to to herd people into groups, to have us fighting against each other, it comes to a wicked and rapid end. The time For people to look at their draconian and insane, satanically possessed governments is now. It is time to say we've had enough. Stop. You get your power from the people. We are not your subjects. We have God-given rights. And I'm going to say one thing. If you live in one of those blue states run by a reprobate Satanist, I call them for what they are. They're reprobate minds. They can't even think. They're under mass delusions, as it says in 2 Thessalonians. They're believing their own lie to the point that they are delusional. It's time to say enough is enough. In this country in particular, it's time to take America back. The American
2: dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town Like a cancer that's silently spreading There's an unspoken fear We're on our way down We must eat America back Main Street to Wall Street Cities and states Washington, D.C. Before it's too late There's not long We need leaders Who lead us Not stick us and bleed us Then ransom our future And our children's That's wrong We must eat America back As liberty weeps our forefathers spin in their graves Pray God will bless Some way out of this mess We must take miracle back Lord knows they'll try To silence our voices They'll pretend to be patriots Fighting for fairness for all. But they're not even fit to hold office. What they believe doesn't fit with freedom at all. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington see before it's too late, there's not long We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us and ransom our future and our children's that's wrong. We must even go back as liberty weeps. We're out of this mess We must take a miracle back who lead us, who lift us and need us. We stand Take
0: America. Back. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Beerman. It's very true. We need to take America back if you live in the United States. If you live in Canada, you need to take your freedom back. Same in the UK, same in Germany, Australia, New Zealand, everywhere. It's time for people to be free. And enjoy their God-given rights. But it really doesn't happen just at the ballot box. There's the mistake that too many Americans are making. I'll watch some of the people on the news channels talking about, we'll fix it in 2022. You know, we'll have that election next year in November, just less than a year from now, we can fix it at the ballot box. Really? How many times have we heard we can fix it at the ballot box? I heard that in 1972, heard it in 1976, 1980, 84, 88, 92, 96, 98, 2000. I mean, I've heard it over and over again. We can fix it. And we get a little bit of a reprieve, but we end up back where we were to start with. And now we're worse off today than we were 30 years ago. We didn't fix it at the ballot box. We never will fix it at the ballot box. There's enough evil in this world that'll be out there deceiving those that do not know the good news of Jesus Christ. And this is where I want to close our program. I've got a pretty good amount of time left, but I want to share this thought. I've been thinking about what I do in this program. There are a lot of others that I'm aware of, some that I listen to, people that I know that are also doing programs similar to mine maybe different, maybe a call-in show. I know people that are doing video podcasting. They're doing audio podcasting. Some are on conventional domestic AM and FM radio stations. The one thing I think needs to be done more now than ever before, and I hope to be a catalyst in this, it's to get many of us together working together for the common good of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know a lot of people doing radio programs, podcast, videocast. They are Christian individuals. We have the same worldview. We cover many of the same stories, but maybe from a different angle. I do my program, in essence, in my own silo. I've got my own equipment. I've got my own airtime. I have my own audience, my own website. And it's a one-man show, and it's not easy for me to do. I don't complain. I'm, I'm. I really feel honored that God has called me to do this, and I I find the time to serve Him in doing this. But I also recognize I'm called to do other things as well. What would happen if other programs and people that I've introduced you to on the program before, uh, people like Edward Zoll, who is going to be producing his own. A daily or weekly uh, video cast called Crosstalk News. What if we pull our resources together and share things that we can commonly use to help each of our audiences, our mutual audiences, and work together to expand all of our audiences, so more people can hear what needs to be heard? That the tech tyrant said at, at Google. Yeah, they're they're saying do no harm. That's what their that's what their motto was back in 1999 or whenever they started in the 90s. Do no harm. Well, they're doing more harm now. They have become the de facto Gestapo of information. You talk about ivermectin on anything Google like YouTube, they'll they'll slap you down. They don't want that truth out because they are a part of the billionaire elite club and they love it. They do the bidding of that billionaire club to which they belong. And they feel like they are the ministers of truth and information at YouTube and other places, Twitter, Facebook, all of it. Now Meta, by the way, Meta scares me. Meta is where I watch the promotional video and you have to see it to believe it. Mark Zuckerberg up there talking about how we're going to become digitally enhanced in our humanness where where we don't even have to go to work anymore, put on our goggles and it'll all be virtual reality and you can pretend you're at your office without ever leaving your virtual reality room. This is the world they have planned for you. The funny thing is, young people today are ready to go into that world. They can't wait to get there. I want to live in the world that God gave us and all of us to live. Do you believe in this work? Would you pray for this work? I need to reach out to others and I need to get back to that other calling in my life. This past weekend, had the opportunity to visit a church and talk to the pastor there who's a friend of mine who is on board in my same faith group. And I'll explain that on another program exactly what that is and what my role in that group is. But I'm I'm gonna help him find the ministry that God has called him to do and others that I know. I have friends literally around the world and a number in the United States. Some are sitting on the sidelines waiting for what God's called them to do. And I want to help them in any way that I can. I want this radio program to continue even on those days that I can't be here. I would love to have a co-host from time to time and even a regular, I've got a regular guest host now and I am so thankful. I don't know how to begin to thank um, our good friend, Jim Calhoun. He filled in yesterday for me. And it allows me to work on this project that's going to take well into January. I can see that now, maybe even first of February to get it all done. A few other things were added to it. And it's, it's getting more exciting, but it's a lot of work. And I'm not, I'm not 35 anymore. It's a little bit more difficult to climb up and down ladders and do some of this physical labor than it was 30 some odd years ago. That's just the reality of life. I want to reach out to others. I want to talk to those that God has called and they're not even know where to, how to start. How do they start doing a program like this if God has given them that talent to do it? There are people that can write. They're better writers than I am. They can help with material. There's a lot of things that can be done, especially if I get other like-minded people and radio and TV and internet content providers together and we find a way to work together. I still have a goal of putting on a grand total of like three online streams off one website with two of them being music channels, one being a teaching and talk channel. That's in the works. A little bit delayed because of this other project. But there's so many things that can be done. We just have to make the time to do it. Do you believe in the work we're doing here at Truth to Ponder? Will you consider supporting us financially? If you'll make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio and mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. In Crestview, Florida, 32536. Crestview, Florida, 32536. Tomorrow we come back with a very special Thanksgiving Day presentation. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth.